Welcome back. This is Survived. With Sophie. And Lexi. We started telling our survived story in college and we're moving on to bring you guys more. Through many different topics. Thank you guys for hanging in there for that last episode. I know we kind of were a little bit all over the place, but... <laughs> a little uh, a little triggered there, but uh, it's okay. Yes. Today, we have a very interesting one, which is similar, very similar to our last survive story. Um, but I think it should be a pretty interesting one for you guys. Do we have any true crime news updates? Uh, just a slight update in the Brian Koberger, Idaho 4 case. So not too much has been going on. Basically, I know he has been doing like certain appeals, but then keeps getting denied for them, which isn't too much of a, you know, update. I know the prosecutors have asked that the trial begins in September, well, what am I saying? Summer of 2024, which would be awesome if that could happen. And the reason why they're asking to start the trial during the summer is to avoid the dates when the high school and college classes are in session. The Lataw County Prosecuting Attorney's Office has asked the judge to schedule a jury trial to run around six weeks long. However, at this time, we don't really have a set date. So hopefully soon they'll come out with a set date. But I'm really hoping they shoot for this summer. I know. Me too. It'll be interesting to see what all unfolds within this trial. Just to, again, just such a big case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think we have anything else. Nope. That's it. So, this week, we are doing the survivor story of Kara Robinson. Um, And this is just for our listeners. Before we begin, please note that we are putting this a trigger warning in front of this episode as it does contain SA, kidnapping, and other graphic details that that some listeners may need to skip ahead or just wait till next week um it's not a very it's not gruesome but she this is kind of an interview um some of the information i got was from an interview um there is a movie about this kidnapping so i watched that and just kind of placed this all together so it kind of gives a little bit but completely up to you so viewer discretion well Mm -hmm. listener discretion listener discretion Mm-hmm. So we have an, our survive story today about Kara Robinson. And to start off, us off, in the early afternoon of June 24th, 2002, Kara Robinson was 15 years old. She was watering some plants and bushes in the front yard of a friend's house located in West Columbia, South Carolina when a Pontiac Trans Am pulled up into the driveway. Out of the car came a guy in his late 30s. He was wearing jeans, a button-down shirt, and a baseball cap. 
he offered Kara some pamphlets to take with it, with her. Which is very suspicious. Why pamphlets? And the fact that some random stranger pulls into your driveway. It, yeah, I'm not sure how I would react. I wouldn't be very happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as this encounter continued, he asked if her parents were home. And Kara simply replied, this isn't my house. This is my friend's house. So this is where he said, okay, what about her parents? Are they home? And she replied back with, no, her mom's not home right now. Mm. Always say, yes, my parent is home, no matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this man was later identified as Richard... Eviance? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he pulled out a gun, pressed it to Kara's neck, and forced her into a large storage bin that was stowed into the back seat of the car. She then spent the next 18 hours um, of torture at the hands of her attacker. So once she was forced inside the large storage bin with the gun pressed to her. Um, It was on the back of the seat of the car, and he drove away towards his apartment. Kara began counting the turns he made in hopes of finding her way home again, which is very smart to do. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're in a panic to even think about that. Yeah. Um, While this drive was happening, she noticed he was listening to Classic Rock Station, and smoking um, marble red cigarettes. She even went as close as to memorizing the serial number inside of the plastic container container um, that she was forced inside of. Goodness. And she said, my survival mechanism said, all right, let's gather as much information as we can. Fear barely even kicked in. The human will survive, and the survival mechanism really just can't be underestimated. Which is true. Mm -hmm. She was like, I'm getting out of this alive. Mm -hmm. So on the way up to his apartment, he pulled over, restrained her, and um, put a gag in her mouth. And this is when he took her up to his cluttered apartment, That contained a guinea pig, a lizard, and an array of other small animals. And this is when the assault began for 18 hours. Oh my goodness. So, despite being terrorized of the entire situation, she tried to find ways to identify who this person was. She looked at his fridge and found his doctor and dentist names were, you know, on the fridge as magnets or cards or something. And she just tried to keep herself calm. When he wanted her to have some food, she said, well, I'm not going to eat right now, but is there anything I can do for you? 
And then she said, I actually ended up sweeping his kitchen. She's trying to humanize herself to him, like make her seem Mm -hmm. helpful. Yeah. Probably just to stay alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the dawn, in the morning hours, while um, he was sleeping, Kara was able to use one hand from her uh, handcuffed arms, wrists, I mean, not arms, wrists, that were attached to the bread frame by using a tightened screw connected to a rope with her teeth and was able to unclip the leather leg restraint and was able to get... Um, that was attached to the foot of the bed. Wow. So she was restrained in the bed with handcuffs and a foot restraint? Mm-hmm. Wow. And she was able to pick it with a screw. Wow. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. She quietly went to the front door, trying to make as little sound as possible, and she unbolted the two locks. And this is where she started to think, he has a gun right beside him, and he's going to see me run, and he's going to shoot back at me, and that's all I could think about, she said. Um, and then she just kept thinking, I'm, you know what, I'm out, it doesn't matter, I'm out, at least someone will be able to find him. And she was so scared, but her brain was just like, we have to do this, where we need to do this. Oh, gosh. I can't even imagine. That would be the scariest moment, trying to escape like that. Oh, I know. I couldn't. Oh. And how old was she? She was young. She was uh, 15. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yep. She made her escape and ran towards a car that was in the parking lot and flagged down two men who took her to the police station where she recounted her entire situation that just happened the last couple hours. She was asked by officers to take them back to the apartment because of her keen powers of observation and the help of the apartment maintenance man they found where he was living. Which Um, is awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty amazing that a 15 year old was able she took that much notice and wasn't in a panic it's amazing what fear can do for you sometimes yeah that is true so by the time that the authorities arrived at the apartment he had already been gone by this point and inside his apartment they found a locked footlocker with newspaper clippings about unsolved murders of three girls Sophia Silvera's sister, Katie, and Kristen Link. They'd all gone missing in Spotsville County, VA, more than five years before Kara's abduction. Wow. So, he probably also took those girls as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the Richland County Sheriff, Leon Lott, said, I don't care how tough you are as a cop. When you see something like that, 
It grabs you. At that point, bells really went off in our heads that we really just didn't have a kidnapping of Kara Robinson. This was something else. This was an actually, or this was actually a serial killer. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Like, what? Like, showing up, finding all of that? I know. Um, so he was eventually, so out of the three murders, Sophia, Silva, Sylvia, Sophia, Sylvia, um, who was 16 at the time, disappeared on her front doorstep in Laurel Park neighborhood of Spotsville, Spots, Spotsylvania, Spotsylvania, VA. Um, on September 9th of 1996. Her remains were then found in a creek later, about a month later. And then on May 1st of 1997, Kristen, who was 15, and the 12-year-old girl named Katie Lisk were abducted from their homes, and they were found five days later in the South Anna River. That's so sad. They were so young. Mm-hmm. Little twelve, and these murders—they went cold. Like all those cases went cold until the abduction of Kara ramped up this investigation. So the forensic evidence that was found at the crime scenes later matched the evidence found inside Evian's home. Police also found two of Kristen's fingerprints. From the inside of the trunk of Evian's car. Which is crazy. Because that happened in 1997. And they're opening this investigation back up in 2002. And her fingerprints are still on there. That's crazy. Oh. The fact that they're still there. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. He didn't even wipe them away. No. So they were able to track him down to Sarasota, Florida on June 27th of 2002. <laughs> A high-speed chase then took place where he ran over spike strips on the highway and then was attacked by a police dog. And in the process, he was able to shoot himself. What? He was not going down. That man was not going down without a fight. There was a high-speed chase. Just picture that for a second. Like, a high-speed chase in general is already a lot. Mm-hmm. And then they're putting down the spike strips. That's, that's like, next level. Like, okay, your car is hitting that and you're stopping immediately. Wherever yeah, you are, you're stopped. Just, like, give up. Yeah. And then... He probably had his car stopped, got out of the car, and then immediately attacked by the police dog. And then somehow in that process was able to shoot himself. What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Gosh. Mm. I can't believe he like he didn't go to prison or anything. No justice. Oh. 
In August of 2002, Spotsylvania County Sheriff Ronald Knight announced that Ebiance was responsible for the crimes in his jur- jurisdiction. They've experienced these crimes and they were overwhelmed the community with a sense of grief, fear, and uncertainty, much of which still lingers to this day. Yeah, I mean, two little girls went missing. I don't think that's that's a hard burden. Yeah. And they never By came the back. same person. Yeah. And there was no justice found in that either. Really. I mean, they found out who did it, but Mm. not to see him, you know, go to prison for life for that kind of justice. So, um, the families decided to give the $150,000 reward to Kara just from being able to help these murders become solved. And they're like thankful that she was able to help them. Another, wow. like, she stopped the murder, so she, they were thankful. Um, so when they gave her the money, this they kind of touched on this topic with her, but she said it was one of the most important things that has ever happened to me because it brought me home and the importance of what I did because I felt, well, I'm actually giving these families something that they would have never gotten without me. Just the closure of knowing that the person who's responsible for their daughter's death is no longer here. Mm -hmm. Wow. So then they wouldn't have to be like living in fear of, is that person still out there? They, you know, yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So in 2019, after participating in an interview with another kidnapping survivor, Elizabeth Smart, Kara took part in a 90-minute lifetime special called Smart Justice, the Jamie Kloss case, which we covered Jamie Kloss. She's for, yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Couple... Probably long. It was a couple episodes ago. It was a while ago. Sorry, guys. I just blanked there. And there was um, five other survivors to lend support to Klaus. Um, And if you guys don't remember, she was a teenager as well who escaped her captor in 2019. Sorry. Oh, you're good. <coughs> Your nose is bleeding, that's why. Okay, continue. Kara said, I sat down on a couch with Elizabeth and five other women who had survived kidnappings and assaults. And that was the moment I realized that I had a really bigger purpose. I knew that I could find a reason for what had happened. And I always knew that what happened to me was something that happened so I could help other people. Oh, that's really powerful. That is a, yeah, that is a very powerful statement. And the fact that like going through what she did 
and enduring what she did and then being able to come out and say that on top of it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. She said, I was healed on that couch, sitting there and talking to those women in a way that I didn't even realize I was hurting. Just to sit down and talk to a woman who really understood the heart of what I've been through. Which, yeah. That is like top tier therapy right there. (laughs) That's the best way. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, since then, she's been an advocate for trauma survivors, and she will continue to speak out and make sure her story is heard. Two women teamed up um, on a documentary to do her own story. And then there was just recently released called Escaping Captivity, the Kara Robinson story, which was premiered on Oxygen of last year. And it basically just details how she not only outsmarted her captor, Richard Invones, but also was able to use her remarkable memory to track down him and stop stop him Mm -hmm. for once and for all. Yes. I haven't watched the whole thing through, but I have seen bits and pieces of this documentary and i highly suggest watching it um if you are comfortable with watching it Mm -hmm. and it's something up your alley it's very very great documentary or not really documentary it's more like a movie type yeah i don't know if she completely has like a documentary but the movies that are about are based on her story um i think they're very they're pretty much the same thing. So mm-hmm. I want everyone to know this is what she had said over this documentary that was released. She said she wants everyone to know to have a sense of hope, but no one gets through life with fairness. It's a struggle and a trial and a heartbreak, but I think that this story brings out an ultimate sense of hope. Um, and a lot of her family members have said they're so proud of her and um, the person she's become and how she's taken what's happened to her and channeled it into more positive ways to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, so her story has also recently been turned into a Lifetime movie called The Girl Who Escaped, the Kara Robinson story. I think that's what I saw. Mm-hmm. So there's two movies, and The Girl Who Escaped has um, Katie Douglas in there as uh, Kara, and Katie Douglas is in a bunch of, like, Netflix movies and TV shows. Um, mm-hmm. But there's, yeah, there's two of them. Yes, and it's, it's very good. Definitely watch it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And if you or someone you know has been sexually assaulted, please contact the Na- National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-HOPE, which is 4673. 
Or you can go to their website. Mm-hmm. Because definitely yeah and i think this is crazy because this is such a similar story to the other one we did um two weeks ago i think it was on our other episode mm-hmm. where they were kidnapped the victim kidnapped and then escaped their captor and their captor ended up being a serial killer it it's pretty amazing how these girls can go around and tell their stories too and then just take everything that's happened to them in the worst possible way and just like i just love that i love women for women i mean that's what we're doing put it all into good yeah (laughs) put it all into good Mm-hmm. I do like that. Find what helps you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just, I'm so thankful that she was able to escape, and I'm so glad that she's able to share her story, because I feel like even telling everyone how detailed she was, that helps thinking, like, oh my gosh, if I was ever in this situation... I mean, I don't know how my fear brain would act out, but I hope that I would remember to think about to pay attention to like any every detail. detail. Yes. Yeah. Same. I hope that I but you never know how you're actually going to act. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part. It's like you can train yourself, but Mhm. Well, if anyone of our listeners would like to hear more about Kara Robinson's story or has any questions or anything else they'd like to add, please let us know. You can either email us at our Gmail account or DM us on our Instagram. Contact us. <laughs> let us know. Let us know the next move. Yes. Or if you have any cases you'd like us to cover any true crime news updates you'd like us to talk about please send us an email please and that is survived with sophie and lexi at gmail.com <laughs> and we'll answer yes and i hope february is treating everyone very nice the groundhog had an early spring Woohoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. So, right now, I think it's going pretty well. I hope everyone has a lovely Valentine's Day. Yes, I'm very excited. Because that's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, that's next week. Mm-hmm. It's like midweek, so I feel like a lot of people kind of forget about it, but. Yeah. We heart our listeners. Love you. (laughs) And this has been Survived with Sophie and Lexi. See you guys. Goodbye. Tune in next week. (laughs) 